0: Hey everyone, welcome back to the Awards Radar Podcast. As always, I'm Joey, and uh, uh, Steve didn't rise on Easter Sunday. I think (laughs) that joke works, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, So we subbed him out. Instead, uh, Mark Johnson's here.
1: Hi, guys. How are you?
0: You can can tell how excited he is. Yes. Um, (laughs) Truly doing his best, Steve. Um, And Miles, as always. Mm -hmm.
2: Hi there. And uh, Mark, welcome back. And I just wanted to say congratulations on your new film, The Northman. I'm doing very <laughs> good things. Yes. Uh, you know, I've, I've seen a lot of people trying to say that, no, <laughs> the director just looks like him. is a different guy. No, I, I, I know who uh, made the movie. Yeah. And yeah. good job. Thank you. I haven't
1: and
0: seen also it, those, so, those corners yeah. of the internet where uh, they call you a Nazi instead. Right. <laughs> because <laughs> of the beard yeah. and haircut. Right. But, uh, okay. you know,
3: okay.
0: I, uh, I have seen the movie and it is good but uh, I think uh, next week we'll probably talk about that. Um, yeah, I see a Thursday night, I think. Brace yourself, it's a thought. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, we're going we're gonna to do a lot of year-in-advance stuff today, as promised, but quickly, um, let's double back on. I spoke a little bit about the Nick Cage movie last episode, and since then, Miles has now seen it, so he's allowed to chime in. What did you think of uh, the unbearable weight of massive talent?
2: Um, I think I'm going to have to expand my March 2020 gave us three of the best movies of all time to spring of 2020 gave us four of the best films of all time, because I can't remember the last time I laughed this hard. Um, As a comedy, it's a masterpiece. Um, Nick Cage is doing some primo grade A Nick Cage acting, Fans fans of his schlocky stuff, fans of his classy stuff. Anyone who's coming at him from any direction will find something to like here. Um, I think Pedro Pascal deserves to be in serious, you know, best supporting actor consideration, speaking of year in advance stuff. Um, it's 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 a riot. It's so much fun. The bromance is heartwarming. Um, the only thing that keeps it from perfection for me is when it does kind of lapse into some uh, sort of generic action stuff in the second half. It's not quite as good as, like, the comedy and bromance stuff, but it's a small price to pay for one of the funniest films of the year.
0: Totally. And that stuff's good. It's just noticeably not as good. Um, And they're kind of confused about what to do with uh, Tiffany Haddish and Ike Barinholtz at a certain point.
2: Well, yeah, Tiffany Haddish kind of gets, like, weirdly – I mean, not to spoil anything, but she has shockingly less to do than I would have expected. Um, Their their solution for those two is is a little – I don't think lazy, but
0: I think they were just like trying to figure out that arc and went. Does anyone actually care? Which is a fair Which point, but isn't it is incorrect.
2: Abrupt. But maybe don't put it in the movie in the first place. Yeah, I mean that, um, that too.
0: I think it could have. You know what the easier solution would have been, and this is a small thing. Also, Mark, when you see it, you'll. I think you'll agree. It could have just been one person, as opposed to two. yeah.
2: I mean, I get why you want to have two people bouncing off each other, and the whole like. Haven't you seen Croods 2? No, I'm 44 years old. Why the fuck would I see Crudes 2? <laughs> yeah. Like, that whole back and forth is great. And it does highlight, again, that, like, different people love Nick Cage for different reasons. I so that all
0: it. is great. Oh, yeah. I still love when somebody mentions Captain Corelli's mandolin to him and he goes, oh, yeah, that's a, I like it's, that one. It's, it's underrated. Under, it's underrated. Like, it's very Well, all, much-
2: all, the, all the shout-outs are great. Like, is that the chainsaw from Mandy? Oh, Mandy's a masterpiece.
0: It's, it's very funny how much he clearly loves his movies, which is why this works because he's, he's in on the joke while also being like, you know, I did think they were good. You know, I, I, I am into this stuff. So I, I don't know. I mean, I think the version that we all thought of when we first heard about it, maybe was a little meaner than this. And that's why you never thought it would actually get made, but it's clearly a love letter to him and, you know, Paddington too.
2: Absolutely. Yeah, no, it's 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 delightful. Everyone should check it out. If you've liked a single Nick Cage movie in your entire life, you'll find something to love here. Totally. Um, though, Mark hasn't seen it, so we don't need to linger Death. on that. But we can talk
0: about stuff that he has seen, because as usual, <laughs> um, you know, I'm, I'm a little ahead of everyone. Um, so we're going to talk about year-in-advance predictions. But first, we're going to double back onto last year. I... I quickly went through my stuff last um, at the end of the season, I think. Um, it's just a preface when we do this year's Univance later on, that these are always wrong. And you can only go with the information you have at the time. And especially now, trying to predict what the Academy is going to like, and more importantly, what they won't like, is uh, is impossible. But it's fair enough to do it. So you just did Picture, right, Mark?
1: Yeah, I did I did uh, just ten, 10 films in Best Picture
0: okay here I will uh I will run through my list I did 50 last year because I'm a crazy person and uh a fair amount of them are on, on this year's list <laughs>
3: right. so here, how that quickly. usually
0: yeah 50 was eternals whoops 49 no time to die that one actually ended up higher on, on my by the end of it 48 cry macho it was probably lucky to ever be 48 47 the Northman it's somewhere around there on this year's list. Red Rocket. I, I, I honestly don't think I knew what Red Rocket was at the time. Otherwise, I would have put it higher. Uh, 45 was Next Goal Wins, which we'll probably see it this year. 44 was A Hero. Mark, here's the first surprise. 43 was Belfast. All
1: right.
0: Well, think at I, the time, I, I, think, I didn't
1: have we, it in my tons. So.
0: All we'd heard at the time was uh, romantic comedy from Focus, or, the, or whatever they called it. Remember, they, did, they worded it weird when it first got announced. It didn't sound like a player it just sounded like a movie um 42 zola 41 last night in soho here's another one 40 the power of the dog i missed that one 39 those who wish me dead i i had those who wish me dead ahead of the power of the dog western wise card counter the way of the wind which still hasn't come out mass benedetta the lost king passing the harder they fall limbo luca that was uh, up until 30 29 was a net, 28 was Tick, Tick, Boom. 27 was Cyrano. 26, 3,000 years of longing. And that one still hasn't come out. So those are sort of like the not really considering them for a lot. 25, I had Spencer. So it was, it God knows it probably was closer to 25 in picture, sadly. Uh, 24 was Dear Evan Hansen. That's a, that's a big whoops. 23, King Richard. So there's a picture that I missed. 22, Macbeth. 21, Come On, Come On. 20... Here's a real, a bad one on my part. A Journal for Jordan. I, uh, I think I thought that was going to be a different movie. Or, you know, a good one. 19, Don't Worry Darling, which is still coming out this year. 18, Blonde, still coming out this year. 17, Tammy Faye. 16, Dune. So there's a picture. 15, The Last Duel. 14, Respect. 13, House of Gucci. If you recall, House of Gucci was number one for a lot of people at the beginning of the year. I was not one of them. 12 in the Heights, 11 the French Dispatch. So before I give you my 10, Mark, you want to do the 10 that you came up with?
1: Sure. Um, my number 10 was Don't Look Up, so got that one. Uh, but then I had at 9, The Harder They Fall, 8, Stillwater, 7 in the Heights. And then I got Coda at 6, Dune at 5, uh, The Tragedy to Macbeth at 4, The French Dispatch at 3, Uh, What was then Soggy Bottom, but went on to become Licorice Pizza at two, and The Power of the Dog was my number one, so I had five out of ten.
0: Two of ours are actually in the same spot, in fact. My number ten is The Whale, which is my number ten again this year. Um, My number nine was A Big Miss. It was Blue Bayou. Focus was very high on that movie at the time. Uh, Eight was Stillwater. There you go. Oh, yeah. Seven was West Side Story. Six was Nightmare Alley. Five was Canterbury Glass. Probably number five again this year. Uh, four was Coda. Got that one. Three was Being the Ricardos. Just missed. Two was Untitled Paul Thomas Anderson Project. And my number one was Don't Look Up. So, yeah. Right. One, so, we both two, got five. One, two, three,
1: four, five.
0: Yep. Which is which is honestly...
1: That's pretty good. Yeah. Were yours in April? Um,
0: I did mine probably. Yeah. Yeah, 12 months but- ago it says. So, somewhere in April.
1: Yeah, mine was late um, April, so yeah, I,
0: I, it, it had, yeah, I didn't, I don't do them until after the Oscars, so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that would have been, uh, I might have had them ready for like the day after the Oscars. I don't remember. Right. I had shit going on this year, so it did not happen that way. But it doesn't really matter. Yeah, um, for argument's sake, my director lineup, I had PTA, and I had Spielberg, and they were my one and five. Bookended by David O. Russell, Guillermo del Toro, and Adam McKay. So. Okay, wasn't terrible. Actor I got right, I had Will Smith, but also that wasn't very hard. It was kind of kind of silly if you didn't have him as the year in advance, at least on spec. Though, my other four were Michael B. Jordan, Matt Damon, Leonardo DiCaprio, and Brendan Fraser, Frazier might still be proven right on, but two of those didn't even come close.
1: I did think, Actually, I, I assume you had Damon for Stillwater, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, mean, I think he was terrific in that. Yeah,
0: yeah, and I think he was great. Yeah, I think that movie too. is is for a different Academy. Yeah. but
1: It's, it's a good movie. Yeah,
0: it's a good movie. It, it. I don't know that it's quite good enough if we want to play that game, but it, it definitely did its job that it was trying to do. Um, actress, I got two. I got Stewart and Kidman. And my other three were Anna de Armas, Lawrence, and Hudson. So like, no huge like. I think my biggest misfire is still thinking a journal for Jordan was gonna be a thing.
1: <laughs> yeah. But you know. It, it, I think a lot of us thought it would be somewhere in the mix. Well, yeah, because it sounded baity. I didn't realize it yeah. was
0: gonna be like a Nicholas Sparks thing.
1: Right.
0: Like I thought it was gonna be much more like the like tearjerker drama, as opposed yeah. to the, like I, I, I'm not even sure what it was. Um, sporting actor I had Bradley Cooper. Yeah. It's okay. Uh, I had Bradley Whitford for Tick, Tick, Boom. That's kind of a whoops. He sort of just is in there for a minute. I got yeah. J.K. Simmons right. I had Mark Rylance as sort of the, the spec on, on Don't Look Up. And then I had Coleman Domingo for Zola, which I argue should have happened. Can't be that upset. Support. I, I did not have Triconset, so whoops. Um, I had Abigail Breslin winning supporting actress for Stillwater.
3: Hmm.
0: I had Marley Matlin in for Coda. I had Alicia Vikander, Nina Arianda, and Kate Blanchett. I wiped out on supporting. So yeah. kind of to give you an idea of where we're at for these things. But this year, we can talk about that. How many categories did you do?
1: I did picture in the four acting categories this time around.
0: All right. We can focus in on those. Um, you didn't do director?
1: I didn't, but I would, you know, at this stage, yeah, at this stage I probably would just take my top five. Yeah, I kind of have a rough draft of my director, so I could probably give you five.
0: That's fine. Here, let's, then let's start with that one easy. Because Below the Line, it's... Yeah. Here, I'll give you an idea of Below the Line, just to be like... <laughs> the only way you can do this without do really guessing
3: yeah, is you so. look
0: at the films you have nominated for Picture, and you back Babylon.
3: Mm-hmm, so, like,
0: mm-hmm. for production design right now, I have Babylon. I mean, also, yeah, that makes sense. films on Giselle films with a big budget are Below the Line players. The Fablemans, which you would think, but also we know so little about that movie. We don't know the scale. Like, if he's making an intimate, like, family drama, I don't know how much Spielberg's gonna get below the line. But if it's somehow big, of course it's gonna do well. Avatar 2, Until Proven Wrong, Killers Little Flower Moon, it's Scorsese, he usually does well, and uh, David O. Russell's movie, Canterbury Glass, which is, you know, can't possibly be what's gonna happen, but I, I can't think of that make more sense for example because like my six through ten or don't worry darling which I hear good things about but I have no idea if it's going to be a player Empire of light which we know nothing about besides it being Sam Mendes's thing um, a Jane Austen movie in persuasion Elvis which could go so many different directions and the whale which you you again it's small so you, you never know how they're gonna do it and it kind of goes that same way with cinematography and editing and, and such you know just for For funsies, we can look at visual effects just because that's a completely different list. Um, Avatar 2, obviously. Then, you know, choose your fighter. You got Doctor Strange, you got Batman, you got Black Panther, you got Jurassic World. the fantastic beasts. Yeah, Thor, nope, Top Gun. Those those nine seem like the ones that'll be on most lists and, you know, whatever else is of a budget. I just, if we're being honest, didn't care enough to go look that deep. 'Cause then you start looking into like movies that you're not excited for, like real like second tier action and sci-fi stuff. And I'd rather wait and let those kind of come to me. You know, like the, I, like I like Free Guy, so I wasn't upset it was there. Or like if the Tomorrow War had gotten there, I liked it, so I wouldn't have been upset. But trying to pick those out nine, ten months ahead of time can't do it. It's silly. Um, same with screenplay. Obviously, it's kind of like with director. You just kind of split those up. It's very. Yeah. It's kind of rare to go with things that you're not predicting elsewhere, especially early, because you don't have yeah. a good reason. There's no. Yeah. If you if you think.
1: That's kind of why I didn't do screenplay and director yeah. is. Look at my picture lineup. That's what I'm betting on for screenplay and director.
0: Totally, it's very rare for you to be like, I I think being the Ricardos, Aaron Sorkin. It's not going to get anything, but it's going to get original screenplay. You just nobody makes predictions like that early on, or they do because they're trying to be way too smart. And that's like those people who gamble and try to make these weird bets, like just hoping everything breaks right, and that doesn't happen. Miles, by the way, are you breaking out in hives at the thought of all this?
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so many people. Uh, do, you want me, do you want me to <laughs> do my rant now or save it for the end?
0: Start with the rant. Start with the rant.
2: Okay. This whole thing is stupid. <laughs> the idea of making predictions on films that may or may yeah. not come out this year, most not been finished editing, many of which haven't even finished filming. It's ridiculous. Like how do you how do you predict the editing <laughs> from a film that has not been edited yet? It's right. it's it's nonsense. Y'all have fun. I have some vague ideas <laughs> about like the what the buzzy films are, but this is the yeah. aspect of the whole awards race that I find just the silliest biggest yeah. time waste of a thing like until we have reviews out of festivals until we have sort of concrete buzz to work off of doing any kind of predictions to me is ridiculous all right he's not ra- wrong rant over y'all have fun
1: yeah i, I don't uh, disagree yeah i don't disagree with you I, I i think though this is what we do to fill the april
2: no May, so, and, and i completely know? get <laughs> the void I get it I, I don't think it's like this yeah. irrational thing but i also right. think it's like you have a lot of people who then like try and go back a year to like show their receipts and be like, "Yeah, I was predicting this all the way." Whatever, man. You were predict that that was sheer luck that Yeah. Like like Joey, the one's you just said for your production design, like, "Yeah, on paper, those all sound good." but we haven't seen the film so we don't even know what the fucking production design looks like so exactly. like, we have an image
0: from some of them
2: <laughs> we have we have uh, a, we have what in our heads we think like killers of the flower moon i don't know what the fuck that movie's going to look like we have like one screenshot to work with
1: totally <laughs> listen if power of the dog would have won i would have been one of those people <laughs> cuz that, that was my prediction in april of last year was power of the dog winning but yeah it's it's listen, at this point, what we're just looking at is pedigree of the film, right? Who's the director? What's the cast? What's the subject matter? uh what studio might have it? that kind of stuff you know and it's just part of the game, but anybody I would say this, anybody that's taking it super seriously or tells you like, oh, that'll absolutely never get in yeah and it's something that hasn't been seen, that's where it gets a little ridiculous, I think is you know talking in absolutes at this stage is is silly. So just if you have fun with it and you just like, you know, use it as a way to preview the year. That's kind of what I like to do is here's here's a bunch of movies coming that I'm excited about. Here's the 10 that I think feel like Oscar bait or Oscar buzz around that, they'll, that we'll see, you know. So, yeah, I get your point.
0: Totally. Like I like in editing, you know, you'd be like, oh, the killer, because it's a Fincher movie that could do well, even if it's not in picture. But you have no idea what kind of movie he's making. Exactly. Like, is he making a movie that is particularly flashy, or is it going to be something that's just you just don't know? Like, or or you're guessing based on you know you're guessing based on prior receipts, like you said. So, like the sun, you know, I I, I, people might be predicting the sun in like cinematography and production design, and like really just based on the father, and it's completely different movie. Like, you're yeah. uh, no, um, I was just saying, like being being wrong is more fun than being right with this stuff, because like yeah. you know, whether it's the killer for Fincher or the son with Florian Zeller, like you're you're just guessing based on what you saw last time.
1: Yeah, and, just have fun making it. the same movie. Yeah,
0: so let's talk a little bit about director, just because we can talk about these filmmakers and see, like you know, at this point the narrative is sometimes fun as much as anything else. So I have um, how far how deep did you go? Just five or you went ten? Uh, I have
1: seven on the list, but only five that I feel comfortable with. So I'll just I'll share what I'm putting in right now.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's fine. I'll go I I did twenty-five just to like cover my bases. So 25 is Matt Reeves. I think anyone who thinks that's really gonna happen is silly, but also, you know, his movie is gonna be a contender here and there, so makes sense to have him on the list. And also, again, you want some stuff from earlier on in the year and you don't know. People at least know what that movie's about and have seen it. if you're going by who's made a movie so far he's probably in but that's not how this works um then i have sarah polly for women talking i think everyone in who does what we do is very keen on on sarah polly getting in one of these days um certainly a talented filmmaker Uh, this movie does sound oppressively dark so i don't know that this is going to happen but you know the cast is there and and it's going to be in play for other things we need to see more. We need, like, you know, to have any idea about it. Uh, Andrew Dominic for Blonde. Most of us, I think, like Andrew Dominic as a filmmaker. He's allergic to making money, and uh, Blonde sounds like it's going to be pretty controversial. But maybe it's a directorial treatment. I wouldn't bet the house on it. Uh, Baz Luhrmann, Elvis. You know, does a lot of directing. I don't know what to think of this one yet. I think. I think. The people making it are dreaming of the, you know, Bohemian Rhapsody type thing all over again. And I, I don't know, but we'll see. Jordan Peele, nope. I think we need to see a little bit more, but at least we have a trailer, like with Elvis. Something. Um, if I hit on one that you've mentioned, perk up, but I imagine I haven't gotten there yet.
1: Uh, oh, you you have. <laughs>
0: oh, which one? Yeah,
1: I do have Sarah Polly. In.
0: Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll talk about it when we, when we get to your stuff. But yeah, I think there's a case. It's it's just, it goes back to everything Miles said of like, uh, yeah. Um, George Miller for his movie, which I believe is going to Cannes. So we'll, we'll know yep. a little bit Confirmed. about that one. Yep. Um, I mean, it sounds already and in, in, in interesting, but is it their type of movie? That's a whole other question. But at least we can put a marker down of like, okay, we will know about this movie at X date as opposed to like... I have Bardo in Yari 2's next film. That's going to come out whenever the hell it's ready. And we won't know. Or like Todd Field's Tar. Like, certainly the, the like, cinephiles of the world want Todd Field to be back and to be feted and to be honored. But he's also making a biopic of a, comp- a German composer who nobody's heard of. Beyond people who are fans of German composers. So that doesn't negate the possibilities here. But also... You know, you, you'd be going on a real limb to put him in your five as Miles, as Mark is like, he's my number two. Uh, Olivia Wilde, Don't Worry Darling, Gina Prince Blywood, The Woman King. We're starting to get into people who like if they catch the buzz, this could really happen. Um, I hear good things about Don't Worry Darling. I hope I see it soon. And uh, The Woman King is like pretty much as baity as a film gets this year. But also, I think that's an on-paper situation. And I, I, I need to see more than that. Wes Anderson, Asteroid City. He's always going to be in play until he's not now. Florian Zeller, the son. I think that movie is a, is a big acting player, potentially. I, I don't know what the visuals of that movie will be. I think the father might have been a somewhat unique situation. 13, I have Fincher for the killer. I mean, again, the, he's like regarded as one of the best directors working and like is considered i don't know do we consider him overdue for a win
2: which venture yeah venture oh hell yeah he should have won for the social network but that's another story
0: so so you know anything he makes he's gonna have winner buzz i mean this does sound very much him doing a genre film so it's gonna be odd um and could be really interesting but i don't know that this is how they're going with director, but it's possible. It doesn't sound like a movie for picture, but in the world we have where, where the, the sort of edgier, more artistic vision can win director. If it doesn't win picture, it's a possibility. So he's my 13. 12 is a, is kind of a, a shot in the dark for, uh, it's Bradley Cooper from Maestro, which I don't even know if that one's gonna be ready this year. I think
1: that's 2023.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think, so it's 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 working. He's making it now. Yeah. So I think, I think it's one of those ones that they're all going to say 23, and if it's ready and good, it's going to slide in at the end. So I don't know that I'm going to keep it on my list forever, but as an early, like, I'm filling space. Why not? It would be kind of fun to be right, but also who cares? Uh, but yeah, they're definitely, I think, pegging 23, but I wouldn't be shocked if it ended up at, like, I don't even know if the schedule fits with this anymore, but like an AFI situation, It's kind of like one of the last things we see. Sam Mendes' Empire of Light at eleven. I mean, it sounds could be Beatty, a love story set around an old cinema in England in the eighties. It sounds like this this year's Belfast if it goes well, so you know, keep that in mind. Uh, Ten, I have Noah bombback White Noise. The movie sounds like it might be a harder sell. But if he's on, he's also in that kind of like, is he due for an award type situation? Or at least getting into director. Speaking of James Gray, Armageddon Time, also going to can. Now that one, I think is probably one that we all will have too high. Though I don't know, Mark, do you have that one?
1: I don't have that one mm-hmm. in director. All
0: right. uh, that's one of those ones where I think... The people who love James Gray and I'm and I'm mostly included there, find him more overdue for attention than the majority of voters and people who kind of either haven't seen his things or watched them and go like that was fine. So this one has a great cast. It might it might hit, but um, I I we'll, I guess we'll know when can starts. Uh, at eight, I have James Cameron for Avatar two because he very nearly won for the last one and. I I guess you don't bet against them right now, but you know, I don't know any of us or or is anyone
2: excited for this?
1: I'm not, I'm not
2: convinced that it exists. (laughs) I, until I'm like in the theater and it's actively playing in front of me, I won't be convinced it exists.
0: Well, what's the date? Is it December?
2: I think it's like a, I think it's trying to copy the roughly Christmas time release of the first one. Hmm. And he's, like them, and he's making like all
0: them. He's making all them at once. So like, how is there no footage to
2: show anywhere yet? Because it's like all laden with like a hundred layers of CGI that I'm, I'm sure have been worked on, so they can be the next level thing or whatever.
0: Which is weird. You think he would have even had like some behind the scenes shoot of him like yelling at someone?
2: Well, there's that one shot of Kate Winslet like looking like a stingray underwater, and that's what we've got for four films that have presumably been made. Yeah, I mean, what else what else do you want besides uh Kate Stingray
0: Winslet? Which would actually be a pretty good nickname for her. I mean, I don't think it's going to necessarily hit the same way that it did last time unless unless it's doing something completely um revolutionary again. But especially with the below the line stuff, you you'd be silly not to assume there'll be at least something. It's just how, how much they'll go for it. And yeah, I, I that that one image. You're right, I just looked it up again. Um, yeah, that's that's not I'm gonna need a little it's more It's not anything, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh seven, I have Damien Chazelle. I'm sure Mark has him.
1: I do. I have a okay. number five.
0: I, I I am hoping for more of a La La Land than a than a First Man, even though I love both movies. Shut but I I love both of them they both mm-hmm. were in my top three each year I would I and, would love anything
1: close to one of those weeks.
0: yeah I just am wondering if if it's gonna have the same anticipatory level and sometimes that matters not always also I, I remember I don't remember if either of you remember this but when they were first talking about the script when it was either being pitched to people or when a studio was there was like some rumored report that it was pretty like sexy and like graphic and like there was there was some speculation that whoever i forget who's making it whether paramount universal whoever was was uh kind of like putting their finger between their their collar and their neck of like i mean we want to still be in the damien chazelle business but oh god this is going to be a harder sell than we thought probably makes it a better movie but i do wonder if that will um work in its favor because it'll be kind of a different sort of movie or if it'll be Harder for the Academy to go for because it won't be the like rose colored love letter to Hollywood that they kind of want their Hollywood movies to be. I don't know. You'll see where I have the film shortly, but I have him like just outside director. Same with Yorgos Lanthimos, Poor things. Especially since he's basically making what sounds like sexy Frankenstein.
2: Yeah, everything I've heard about this one makes me think it's more of a genre film, which um, may not be super Oscar friendly. But I mean, years ago, we wouldn't have said something like The Shape of Water would be Oscar friendly. So who's to say? Yeah. Oddly,
0: I think it's got a better shot in picture than in director, especially with like if you just have your core of fandom, you can get in. Director, it depends. Um, Also, as we know it is impossible to figure out director because we don't know who the international filmmakers are this year and that will play heavily. Um, but here's my nominated five. Number five. I have, I guess this counts though. She's making a, an American movie. So I don't know how they'll respond. Uh, Maria Schrader for, uh, she said, um, filmmaker who made, um, I'm your man last year, which was pretty good. And, uh, yeah, this is the, this is the getting Harvey Weinstein movie. So, It if unless it's actively bad, it has to be in play. Like this this is so up the alley of a segment of votership. Also, it sounds like it's gonna be just a riveting and movie that'll make you angry and hopefully give you a little bit of a a release. I don't know. It sounds like it could be our new spotlight. And that's promising. So I've heard five. I don't Mark, do you have her? I guess not. Okay, you do. Okay, cool. Five or higher? Okay. Uh, four, I have Aronofsky for The Whale, which part of that is I, I really like Aronofsky, and part of that is I, I think he's, especially when he does these smaller, like the wrestler type things, he, he gets overlooked, but I think the Academy's more open to that now. I think if The Wrestler had come out this year, he might have had a better shot, as opposed to it being all about Mickey Rourke and all about Marissa Tomei, which is, don't get me wrong, great. But I think they're sort of expanding a little bit what they're into. Um, and then my top three are the, I have um, Spielberg at one for The Fablemans. I have Scorsese at three for Killers of the Flower Moon. And bookending them uh, is David O. Russell because we, they've come very close to giving him an Oscar several times. And they're either done with him or they're just going to keep doing that. and I And I don't know which. So on paper, that movie has every single person in the world in it. And for some reason, every time we hear something awful about David or Russell, more people sign on to his work, not less. So something's happening with that. So uh, I don't think we can just assume he's going away, rightly or wrongly. So that's where I'm at. Spielberg, Russell, Scorsese, Aronofsky, Schrader. Mark, where are you at?
1: So my five, See, five were, I had, yeah, I had Chazelle at five, Schrader at four, Sarah Pauly at three, and then between the big boys, Scorsese and Spielberg, for the first time ever, with those yeah. two,
0: who's your who's your two that you put in that you don't have in?
1: Um, on the bubble, I had I still had Florian Zeller, which I'm not. Yeah. I just kind of jotted down a few names, and then sure. Gina Gina Prince by yeah. the way, yeah. Yeah, I mean
0: that she she has I think some of the most upward mobility of this list for me. Um, I just don't know enough about that movie. Like, is it going to feel like a big, important epic? Or is it going to kind of feel like a medicine, it's fine, we like yeah, I... one of the cast members? You know, it just it, it could go so many different ways. On paper, yeah, this sounds as baby as it gets. But unfortunately, or fortunately, because sometimes the things that don't get nominated are better for not being nominated. It uh, It a lot depends on where we're where we're at later on, um, the supporting categories are awful because we don't know category placement and also, you know, category fraud and, and things. I don't care as much as some people do about those. It, whatever will be, will be. So I kind of guessed here and there, but um, I don't know how you go with that. How do you how do you break people down if you're
1: if you're not sure? Yeah, you know, m- my list is mostly just by my best picture list, mostly. Yeah. Um So. Spoiler alert, those five films will show up in my ten for picture. Mm. Um, yeah. I, I basically figure out a picture first and then look and go, okay, which directors do I think will be competing against each other? All right.
0: Well what about when you do the acting categories?
1: Um, I did a write up about the um, the ratio. There's like a fifty percent biopic biopic. And it's something like 66% are in Best Picture nominees over the past 10 years. Um, so I, you know, I, I did my initial run to see if, you know, with, without even thinking about it and basically hit those numbers. So, um, you know, I, I look at the the film, the subject matter especially, the actor and the overdue factor and the buzz. Yeah. If there was any like Brendan Fraser for The Whale um, or Bill Nye for Living, it got out of, out of uh, Sundance. Mm-hmm. Um, and just go from there with it.
0: Makes sense. Yeah. With with the thing that I found is um, with the supporting category Sometimes, especially early on, yeah. you don't really know no, who's supporting.
1: Don't. So yeah, that's um, the hardest part.
0: Yeah, and like I get the people who, who who kind of rage against the machine of it all. Like I know, um, uh, Nathanael Rogers was big on this couple weeks ago. Like like don't perpetuate it. And like when you predict the lead for supporting, you're allowing it to happen. Like he's not wrong. But also, I don't know that we actually have that power so much. Yeah. there's, well, there's so much. And if I did that,
1: <laughs> and if I did that, I apologize. It's more for, you know, right now a lot of these uh, plot lines and roles are kept under wraps, totally, uh, for the most part. So if I put somebody in supporting that's actually lead, I'm not trying to uh, promote that. I'm no. just wrong. I'm just wrong about where of I put. A times,
0: yeah. A lot of these these ones, we're we're guessing, or you know, someone heard a thing. So like, um, I know a lot of people have Brad Pitt as a supporting actor for Babylon. And I have him as lead just cause like, I, I don't know. Maybe it is more of a, a wide landscape handling a lot of people in the industry, but I think I, it felt like the initial read of that plot was, um, that his role and the role that originally was Emma Stone and now is Margot Robbie were kind of the focus.
1: Yeah. I, that. With those big casts like the David O. Russell one, I tend to lean, but with supporting because the odds yeah. are that you know with that big a cast, if you're picking one or two from that film, the odds of them being supporting are greater. And a lot of times they'll go, you know, like Spotlight, where the ensemble all went supporting, and there well, was thing, no you lead. don't know. You
0: don't know what the individual actors want, which is a which is at play. You don't know what the studio wants to do. You don't know. What the, the landscape is, you know. <clears throat> so like, yeah, for that, when we get to it, I have John David Washington supporting, but I have Christian Bale in lead, and we don't know. Could be opposite. They could both be lead. It could be such an ensemble they're all supporting. Like you just you don't know. The plot line is like two unlikely friends or something like that. And you're like, well, who? Which two? Who of this twenty people are going to be the two? Like we don't know. Um, I do think I'm probably wrong with um, I move Zoe Kazan to supporting for she said that does feel like it's probably the two of them but if that movie is good which i think based on both of our predictions we kind of assume it will be and they're both good it's going to be hard for them to resist splitting them up and you know i may be president of the zoe kazan fan club but i am aware that carrie mulligan will get the like it's her time buzz and they're not going to risk hurting her nor would they want to leave a nomination on the table that's the thing like they're, they're, it, it's dirty math but you you don't leave things on the table if you can help it and maybe maybe zoe and her people will, will reject it or maybe it'll be so egregious that we can't tell but like especially if one of the two reporters is kind of the emotional center of it and i don't know the story well enough beyond the like reading the articles i don't know what the personal aspect is I think whoever has the personal aspect will end up being the, the lead. And maybe they both are, but for now I put her I put her there just because I kind of like the idea of Oscar winner Zoe Gazan. Um even though I'm sure most people have Michelle Williams at number one, for the Fablemans. It's kind of hard not to. I think guilty. Yeah, I mean when we talk about overdue and like playing like Steven Spielberg's mom, you really couldn't
2: <laughs> set that up better. Yeah. Um, like miles so would good. refuse to do this but i feel like miles you would have michelle williams at one she would definitely be in the conversation i think we even talked about it last week or a few weeks ago when we were talking about sort of the buzzy roles from the fablemans and totally. yeah like until we know better that does seem like a slam dunk of casting
0: yeah um i also have let's see we got lily gladstone killers of the flower moon if we knew anything about that movie beyond what we know from the book because we don't know how they're planning to handle that, but, like, seems like it'll be a buzzy role, a Beatty role. Um, Jesse Buckley from Women Talking. I mean, they do like to go for your second nomination fast in in certain scenarios, especially when you're young. Um, If it comes out in time, Carrie Mulligan Maestro, assuming that that role is uh, not kind of the supportive wife role and has a little bit more to that. Um, And then I I have Patricia Clarkson for She Said, and then I have, basically, the three women from The Whale, because I just don't know who's going to get the, the focus. I know, I know, Miles, you've said that you think the daughter is going to be the, the prime role from that.
2: Yeah, having seen the play, that's definitely the beefy, sort of meaty role that an actor, whereas the other two are a bit more like cameos. Mm. Could it be like a one scene, like stuns you and you move it, on? It totally thing? could. Like, nominated? I think uh, Samantha Morton is one of them, right? Samantha Morton and Hong Chao. And Hong Chao, yeah, either one of them could come in and, like, crush it with, like, a one or two scene, you know, really, you know, thing, big thing, but the bulk of the story is the relationship between the father and the daughter. Like, Hmm. that's what gets the most stage time, if you will.
0: Samantha Morton Morton is the wife, right? The the ex-wife, I think? Yeah, she's in, like, one scene. And and who's Hong Chao?
2: She's probably the nurse, if I had to guess.
0: Okay, that might have a chance. I think Hong Chao might have the better shot, given the, like different like a different sort of role but again we don't know just like vanessa kirby in the sun um anyone from canterbury glass anyone from armageddon time and then you're really just like guessing
1: yeah especially that. especially with the movie that is the hardest one right now to me to discern because we have no idea is well i'll say to the david O. russell film and then women talking just like who's right. gonna have what role in that like who's lead who's supporting yeah, you just—it's just tough. I just put them in both, as far as like That's my rate, my radar section. Like if I don't have them in my five, then I just put them in both. That works.
0: What's your I what's just... your five
1: here? So for supporting actress five,
3: yeah,
1: sure. uh, five I have Whoopi Goldberg for Till. Okay. Uh, four I have Gene Smart for Babylon. All right. Three I went with Lily Gladstone for Killers of the Flower Moon. And then two, I have Marco Robbie for Babylon because I don't know if she's supporting her lead. Nobody, I don't think, does. No. Um, and then Michelle Williams for The Fabelmans yeah. at one.
0: Yeah, Bab- Babylon is one of those ones that's going to change the the dance card unless yeah. we actually have any idea what it's about yeah. beyond like it's old Hollywood. Um, I forget the actress, but like this is definitely centered around her. But like
1: Gene Harlow, I think.
0: Yeah, is it centered around her in the same way that? once upon a time in Hollywood, send her around an actress because mm-hmm. she sure wasn't the lead. Um, so we don't know. And that's the thing. Like I think the longer you do this, the less sure you get of yourself because you get burned and, and taste change, you know, in some ways I envy the like young, dumb version. I'm not calling anyone dumb. I just mean like the, like I know what I know type things. And, uh, and we don't know. <laughs> we know what we don't know instead. Uh, supporting actor even harder because I think almost everyone on my list could go lead. (laughs) So, um, I have Mark Ruffalo winning as the early favorite for things. Don't know if he's lead, you know? Uh, but like he fits the, the, the design of like, who would be a good supporting actor winner. Yeah, that would make sense. Um, Paul Dano for the Fableman, Seth Rogen for the Fableman's. They are, they, you know, two very different roles that seem very juicy. Um, tom hanks for elvis not that I, he looks that good in that trailer but you know if they like that movie that's that's gonna be in there, there there's your can of on my week with Marilyn right there um and then dicaprio for killers of the flower moon which again like i know he took a smaller role so it seems like he'd be supporting but like who knows like is that is, is the focus on the crimes or the investigation or the people involved? Like, it, it, we don't know. It's we don't know. I have John David Washington right there. Also, Canterbury Glass, like I said, um, Andre Holland for Shirley. Like, I, I feel like that movie is really going to be a, a lead actress or bust proposition, but we don't know. Anyone in Babylon. Don't worry, Darling. Um, there's so yeah. Till, Frankie Faison. Uh, watch it be Ben Wishaw from women talking against instead of the women, something random like that. Um, De Niro killers, of the flower moon. I think the, an interesting one that I have here that, I mean, I just have to actually see the movie in some way, but is a uh, Brian Tyree Henry for red, white and water. That's the Jennifer Lawrence movie where I believe she has a brain injury as a soldier and like is struggling back. i like, it seems like it's baby for her, but I don't know if she's playing, if he's playing her caregiver or her husband like that could also be historically a, a role that gets nominated usually for a woman. So I kind of like the role reversal there. But again, we don't know. What do you got there?
1: So do you want my one to five or five to one? What do you, because I think we're going one just, to five. All right, I like, count, down I like five. counting down and building up the suspense. No, no, so, go ahead. <laughs> no, right. At number five, I have Anthony Hopkins for Armageddon time. At four, I did the wild card with Christian Bale for the David O. Russell film. Because, again, I mentioned earlier, big cast. I could see, you know, when, when in doubt, bet on supporting. Mm-hmm. I went Paul Dano for The feeble means if he's good in that, plus his Batman turn. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Leo for Killers of the Flower Moon. And my winner comes from the same movie yours does, but is a different actor. Defoe. It's a Willem Defoe time for poor things.
2: Yeah, maybe.
1: He plays like a mad scientist or something. Well, he's or, basically
2: the Doctor Frankenstein character. Yeah,
1: that's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping he, he, I'm hoping he so goes juicy crazy.
2: for him. I love. That. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, what the hell? It's time, damn totally. it.
2: Totally. I, I actually, I have him
0: in lead. So there's there's our there's the there's the same thing. Like yeah, just, you're yeah, guessing because yeah. like, I,
1: I have Ruffalo right outside my list. I I just I don't know. So my my guess is that's an Emma Stone, is the is the is the lead in that, and the and everybody's playing around her. So probably. But, it's pure speculation.
0: But again, you don't know, and we don't know how, how you know, all encompassing its awards prospects are. If the movie's great, if it's like the favorite and all three performances are being raved about, yeah, they might try to split them up just to help out whoever. Like, it might be the opposite. They might put, you know, make Ruffalo a bullshit lead just to be like, whatever, if, uh, if, if Defoe is doing great. Or if Defoe is the, the lesser of the three, they might do that just to put, um, more of an eye on ruffalo who i think is like the dim guy who she's like banging and like getting control of in some way i'm not sure what happens beyond like she she there's something to do with learning like to channel sexuality for power which god let yorgos lanthimos deal with that that's gonna be uh something here um i'll go i'll go lower for you for uh, actress people I have who are not not getting nominated aubrey plaza emily the criminal she's very good in it though um emma thompson good luck to you leo grand these are sundance movies that like maybe something happens but i i you know i would <laughs> i would be surprised but they're deserving uh michelle williams and showing up which is her and kelly reichardt that i believe is going to can so we'll see that soon florence Pugh, don't worry darling viola davis the woman king i'm a little lower on that one than most people just because i feel like we get burned with this sort of like would-be historical epic and i'd rather be s- surprised been disappointed if that makes sense uh laura Dern, the sun also could go supporting olivia coleman empire of light we don't know uh at 12 i have michelle yao for uh everything everywhere all at once which i still need to see
2: she deserves well, to be so in yeah. the conversation
0: there you, there you go um tilda swinton for the the George <clears throat> miller movie
1: three thousand um, <laughs> years of money
0: yes which i mean it sounds like she's got a role
2: Well, so my understanding, is that like a movie about a woman who fucks a genie? Like, is that what that's about? Because that's the only (laughs) vibe I've gotten from it.
0: (laughs) It does. It does sound like basically.
1: If it's a literal uh, 3000 years of longing.
0: I mean, the the, if the log line that I have in front of me is a scholar content with life encounters a djinn who offers her three wishes in exchange for his freedom. Their conversation in a hotel room in Istanbul leads to consequences neither would have expected. So, yeah, I know nothing about this movie.
2: Yeah, I think it's a movie about a woman who fucks a genie. I think that's what Good George make- Miller has made here. <laughs> I'm I mean, excited. He
0: took yeah. his uh, took his Mad Max money. I was like, but first I got a fetish I got to work on. And then I'll be right <laughs> back. Which I, I respect. Um, see, my top ten, I have uh, Danielle Deadweiler for Till. Which, that one, that that's your historical movie that I think has the most probability of being a player besides Shirley. But also it depends on the vibe. Like if it's just such a, a downer, like we've seen the Academy kind of skip those also recently. Um, but again, we don't know. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence, red light and water. Same thing applies. Emma stone, poor things. Uh, Naomi Aki, I want to dance with somebody. Uh, Francis McDormand woman talking, which again, who's, who's lead or whatever in that. Uh, and then my five, I have Margot Robbie Babylon. My four is Cape Blanchett for tar. That does feel like it would happen. Todd Field, Cape Blanchett, biopic. I don't know if that's going to get like winter buzz, but I could see that one happening more than some of the ones that are just like, yeah, this could, this could work. But that one, I think when you look back, you're like, yeah, that was always right, but who knows? Uh, three is kind of a shot. It's Anna de Armas for blonde. I have no idea how that movie's going to get responded to. I feel like people were very excited about her in that movie. So there's no reason why that shouldn't still be the case, but who knows? Uh, my number two is Regina King for Shirley. I just hope the movie is like not a kind of meat and potatoes biopic of her and has a little more to say. Because that's such an interesting topic. Like America's first black congresswoman. She ran for president. Like there's a lot you can do with that that movie. And I hope it's not on the basis of sex. Where you're just like, this is fine. And uh, my number one is Carrie Mulligan for She Said. Where are you at?
1: I had Kate Blanchett just missing out, but I totally agree with you. That feels a very likely thing. Um, I have Carrie Mulligan at 5 for She Said. I went with Olivia Coleman for Empire of Light. Regina King in the same spot. You had her at 3 for Shirley. I have Emma Thompson for Good Luck to You, Leo Graham, just because of the buzz out of Sundance. Oh, she's she's really good. I just don't you know saw what it, kind right? Of a, yeah. I don't know what kind yeah. of campaign they're going to go
0: for. It. Also, yeah. I do worry... Who picked it up? Do you know who has it offhand? I don't. Let me look it up. Because the this is not really a spoiler. But one of the last scenes in the movie is a full frontal nude scene on her part.
3: There you that go.
0: It's, it, well, one, she's a very good looking woman for her age. Um, but it's important to the character. And I'm just like... I I can so see this being just like lopped off at the end of like, don't worry about it. We don't need it. And it would, it would for me, not, not, not fully ruin the movie, but the arc wouldn't be the same. Uh, it will be released by searchlight as a Hulu original film in June. Okay. That's not a great sign. Yeah. That's not a good They're probably sign, not but... going to, they're not going to lop off the scene at least. Yeah. But yeah, that sounds then... like, sounds like fresh where they're just like, no, we're, we're, it's going to be like a popular buzzy thing for us. And then we'll see. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And then my number one, my front runner to win Out the Gate, I went with, I, I took three for lead actor, supporting actor, and supporting actress. I took three kind of overdue or ready to win type mm-hmm. people. So for the fourth spot for actress, I wanted to pick somebody that was a little more unknown, maybe, or, or smaller yeah. star. Um, and they do like their ladies to be younger and pretty. So I went with Naomi Aki for I Want to Dance with Somebody. And I don't yeah. know if she sings her own, uh, if she's going to sing, but if imagine if she's she's playing Whitney Houston. Yeah. Imagine if she does her own singing and she's great. Then holy shnakeys, sh- 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 right? Yeah. Um, I can see that being uh, a winner.
0: I have in so. seven. So, yeah, definitely a possibility. I do wonder what's going to happen with that movie, just because I feel like it's going to end up, even if the movie's great, like the the Whitney Houston of it all is going to end up being a mess because you know there's some less than great stuff to to be dripped out drama. there. Yeah, I think, drama, I think the right? drama of the movie will be good. Yeah. One, we don't know how much they get into that because is how licensed is the movie? Like, is, yeah. it, is it warts and all? Like, if it and then if it is, is it seen tragically? Is it like there? I have questions with any yeah, wild pick of a course. person who has skeletons, you know, like are they beneficial to the story because they create this this full life that you, you know, you you grieve for it away when it's over? Or does it make you feel weird that you're watching it? Like, you know, you know it didn't happen until late in the game, but like with A Beautiful Mind, when it became the like, should we be celebrating John Nash? Wasn't he kind of a Nazi? You know, like that happens so much sooner these days with almost any movie for some reason. You know, so I, I just... I'm, I'm kind of interested, I guess interested is the wrong word, I'm dreading what happens with that because the internet's a terrible place, but also as we've learned, most people on the Academy are not on the internet, so it doesn't matter, but we will see. Actor actually feels more fun to me at the moment, and I think a lot of that is just like, could this be the, the Brendan Fraser celebration? Like, that just seems like pure joy if it happens, to so like, have that actor get to have a moment in the sun. Uh, In terms of people I don't have nominated, but I have, I have Tom Cruise for Top Gun Maverick. I'm sure that's not going to happen, but, you know, Cooper Rafe, Cha-Cha Real Smooth, he's very good in the movie. Um, Any of the people playing Spielberg in The Fablemans could be end up being lead. I wouldn't bet on that being the central role, though.
1: Um,
0: What do we think about Will Smith in Emancipation?
1: I think it's getting pushed, is my bet.
0: I think that movie is going to vanish for a period yeah, of time. Yeah, I, I don't think you can put that up this year. I think they're going to announce they've delayed it 10 years. <laughs> Honestly,
2: that would be kind of a power move. It would be a great move. Apple would be like, you know what? We're going to be right there when it's ready.
0: Um, can you imagine how much money they spend on that movie and now they can't make a dime off of it right now? Not that they really make money off of their movies in that same way, but I, I don't feel bad they have an Oscar, but still. Uh, sixteen. I have Nicolas Cage for his movie. Um, it will not happen. But if the Globe still exists, like if ever there was a, a comedy nomination to make me
2: happy. Oh my God! Right? Yeah.
0: Uh, fifteen. I have Idris Elba for the horny uh, genie movie, <laughs> which is how we'll respond to it now. Uh, fourteen. 14 I have Bill Naive for Living. I know some people are higher on this one. I feel like at Sundance, and I didn't watch it. It was just like it was not super convenient. It was apparently long and dry. Um. He got decent reviews in a movie I think people were kind of indifferent to. So I wonder if this is like, and Mark, I think you might have him somewhere on your list, right?
1: Who was that? Sorry. I'm trying not to be distracted delivering. by my kids. Yeah. He has um, some. Yeah. I
0: just, I remember the reviews not being like that great. So I'm, I'm wondering, really? I'm not saying you did this. Like I think Dang, I, I,
1: I like heard like only good things. I heard, that, surprising.
0: I heard he's pretty good. I heard the okay. movie's kind of dry. Okay. Um, uh, but, you know, that that's also Sundance. Like, a, a, yeah. a thinker sometimes is not always at its best 9 o'clock in the morning in between three other movies kind of thing. Um, so I do wonder if it will benefit from kind of a second life outside of that festival. Or if by the time it ends up either coming out or going somewhere else, it'll be, you know, its itself by date in a way. I don't know. So I have them at 14. I could easily have them higher. I just... Maybe I heard from the wrong people. That's also a possibility there. Um, I have Willem Dafoe. I have Colin Farrell for his Martin McDonough movie. They do some great work together. Uh, I have Fastbender at 11 for either of his movies, which I assume we'll finally see next goal wins. And uh, he's with Fincher and the Killer. So those are both interesting. And then my 10, I have uh, Joaquin Phoenix, Disappointment Boulevard. I, I mean, they they skipped him for a real great performance this year, so last year, so I don't know what they're going to do with him in an Ari Aster movie, but, you know. Coleman Domingo and Rustin, I just... I th- Coleman is going to get nominated one day. Like, we're, we're all, we all agree that, right?
1: Oh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, you'll, you'll hear in a second. <laughs> oh,
0: there we go. So I think it's just a matter of, like, how many, you know, not to use a sports analogy, and not to compare him to this kind of player, but it's like, you know mark will know this better they call up like a prospect and he's 0 for 6 or 0 for 7 or 0 for 11 like you just know he's gonna get a hit and the manager just kind of starts putting him up more than he normally would because you need to get that hit out of the way i almost feel like you need coleman domingo to be in six movies a year for the next couple years because he's gonna get one and it's just a matter of getting him because you know they they were never gonna go for zola but performance quality wise he should have been nominated for zola and you see that with The harder they fall and you see that with so many performances that he gives he's he's such a reliable you know character actor but also i think more than a character actor and it's just a matter of like the right role and and i mean on paper playing a gay civil rights activist organizing the march on washington in the 60s like everything that the academy goes for is in that in that group so it's 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 just a matter of is it is it good or is it like a mishmash of that stuff?
1: And you know, the writing will be good to support him. It's uh, Dustin Lance Black, I think, who did... Uh, um, Milk. Matthew M-
0: I mean, yeah. oh, Milk. I mean... Oh, right. Milk. I mean, I could argue he also did J. Edgar, so...
1: Well, there's that, too. Well, <laughs> yeah, so, hey, you know. listen, he wrote a screenplay that got Sean Penn an Oscar.
0: Exactly. So. We, and himself an Oscar.
1: Yeah, good point. Right, so, and so. then he
0: wrote a movie that
1: uh,
0: <laughs> exists. Well, so, you know, he's capable. Yeah. Uh, he was probably
1: smothered by... Whatever production company. You know. I mean, it
0: is wild to remember that he wrote that movie, and mm-hmm. that movie has such a like a, twist itself in such a knot to not yeah. be like J. Edgar's gay. Um, when I kind of want to see him just write that movie. Like, just let that be the. Oh, it wouldn't have been a Steven Spiel, uh, uh, Clint Eastwood movie. Wow,
1: that's for oh, sure. Well, that's for yeah. sure right.
0: I Can you imagine that conversation? You think J. Edgar Hoover did what? Like <laughs> That room. The first time they met, (laughs) I I would, I would kill to be in that room. I I take it back. (laughs) Um, uh, At eight, I have Austin Butler for Elvis. Like, you know, we, we tend to talk a lot more about women playing uh, musicians and getting nominated lately, even though I believe more recently, we've had a man win. Um, And I think also just like, we tend to find the, the more dramatic stories and like respect and, And hopefully this year with, I want to dance with someone, but like, you know, if Elvis is not a caricature of Elvis, this is, this is the like traditional kind of cradle to the grave Elvis story that I think, I think could do very well.
2: Well, Uh, thankfully, thankfully it's being directed by Baz Luhrmann, who's known for his restraint. So I think we're,
0: (laughs) I mean, he has gotten some great performances
2: out of people over the years, mostly Nicole Kidman, but.
1: Milandrish maybe. Yeah,
2: yeah, I think he's. Cap- he got that. Cap- he got from- that one good performance that one time. Right? That's sure. That's right.
0: <laughs> I have seen other ones of note from him. Um, I've definitely seen ones that have been bad, but I, I think, I think there is a chance. I think, I think also, and this is not how you predict things, but I think we could also think he's not good and he still gets nominated. Oh, that's is a, that a thousand too. percent true? Yeah, yeah. Which may even be the more likely uh, scenario. And, like, I've only seen him in a couple things. I saw him in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I saw him in a Kevin Smith movie. Like, Austin is not a bad actor.
2: Um, well, I'll, and here's he, here's my prediction. Even if Elvis is bad, and I don't think it looks especially great, I don't think it will be Austin Butler's fault one way or the other. No. No,
0: I think it'll be way more if that screenplay is a mess or not.
2: Because you know it'll be, like,
0: visually interesting um, and probably somewhat exhausting. and And he will probably be solid it We'll see. I mean, going the can is a is a big swing for them. So either it's just it's perfect timing. They don't care about the reviews, or they do think they have something. So we'll see. Um. The, my top seven, which is kind of Mark, you have a seven, right?
1: For lead actor, yeah, I can yeah. give you seven. I got okay, like so
0: seven. Do do your number seven, because I'll do. Oh, uh, do do ten, nine, and eight, because then we'll do
1: our sevens together. Okay. And, you know, some of these are stabbing in, in the dark, obviously. But hey. I, I have Matt Michael Fassbender at 10 for the killer. And at first I was like, eh. But it sounds like he's a uh, an assassin or something on, having a nervous breakdown. And I yeah, liked yeah. that concept. So, you know, I think he, he's worth having on the radar.
0: Yeah, and you hope it's more than...
1: On the awards on radar, it. you know. Ah. Eh, eh, eh. Uh, I see what you did there. Uh, Jesse Plemons for Killers of the Flower Moon 9, and Idris Elba for 3,000 years of waiting for Tilda Swinton.
2: Mm. In 3,000 years right. of being a horny genie. <laughs> yeah. right. I mean, some of us
0: have less time put in than that, but, you know, we get right. it. Um, get it. So, yeah, so a couple that uh, I've mentioned, at least one that I'm going yep. to mention. My number seven is Adam Driver for White Noise. Okay. Uniting with Noah Baumbach. What do you have at seven?
1: timothy timothy or however you say his name really timothy chalamet bones and all
0: mm, him and uh, guadino again though that sounds yeah. isn't that like a genre-y
2: thing
1: it sounds like it could be but I. it sounds like I, a zombie movie. yeah <laughs> um uh, i think knows? it's more of a cannibal or something really. yeah yeah uh, that's something. what i heard
2: keep in mind he could also be nominated for jonka yeah
1: What's Chunka? I don't know
2: if I know that. One. It's it's the Willy I'll Wonka movie up. that looks like oh. Joker. <laughs> oh no! So I call it Chunka. What's going on with that?
1: It's a no uh, for me.
3: Yeah,
0: I mean, I mean, Chalamet has not been back, not necessarily through fault of his own. Yeah. He came close with Beautiful Boy.
1: Yeah. Not that I think
0: he was. Especially he'll
1: he'll get back. He'll yeah. get back eventually. He
0: also, I think, has that weird thing of like he needs a couple years to start
1: mm-hmm.
0: hitting. The, like, it's like okay, Leo. And,
1: yeah, it's like Leonardo DiCaprio. Right? He's too pretty.
0: Well, They need him, they they like need him their... be,
1: yeah. They want to of. cast
0: him in his 30s, and he's not in his 30s for that yet, like in terms of like visual. Like, they don't care how old he is, he could be 45 if he, the way he looks right now, they're not going to cast him as a 30 year old man yet. So, that's yeah, you know, and also he's gonna be busy with Dune. And like, if Dune Part 2 is right. like a big deal, and it's still like, I know everyone is kind of tagging it for like Return of the King vibes. But, you know, uh-huh. Which I, don't know I think it's silly to we'll we'll just assume yeah. that it'll happen. But if it Same. does, then yeah, I think there's another nomination. Um my number six, because with i Driver, we just don't know enough about that movie. It's based on a book. It's the first mm-hmm. time Bombback's not directing his own script. Like it's got a really good cast, Netflix is behind it, like you assume it's in play for things, you just without knowing more of like the take, you because know? yeah. the the log line is just is just whatever. But Driver's always good, so you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, my number six, Christian Bale for Canterbury Glass. For a have, we've discussed with David yeah, O'Rusk.
1: Right. I have Hugh Jackman for the Sun.
0: I have Hugh Jackman at five. So we can talk about Hugh Jackman. Um, you know, if uh if Bad Education had been a, a theatrical release, he would have been in play.
1: <sighs> yeah. Probably.
0: Yeah, I don't know if it would I don't know if it would have hung on yeah. the whole year, but he's great. And I think he is someone who will win an Oscar because he has that just like the the charm level to work a room and win an Oscar, which you, you yeah. can't sleep on with some of these things, especially now that we're back to like interacting with human beings again. Yeah. If he wants an Oscar and he wants to go on, on the trail, like especially if this is a movie that's going to be nominated a couple of places, like being able to talk passionately about a heavy subject then also being able to like wine and dine you a little bit like that is kind of the secret sauce. So I don't know what you're thinking there, but that, yeah, I, I feel like right now he's five and the upward trajectory is very easy there. Yeah.
3: Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, no, that's it. That's, that's
0: it.
1: No, I mean, yeah. I I, I, if, I, if you want me to add anything, I would just say, you know, Florian Zeller got Hopkins his second Oscar. So uh, we'll see what he does for Hugh in the Sun. Totally.
0: I have Brad Pitt at four for Babylon. Again, it just depends. But if he is lead or is one of the two leads, you know, a period Hollywood movie, if you were casting someone for period Hollywood, Brad Pitt's kind of central casting. So, mm-hmm. Especially coming off of an Oscar. Kind of being. I don't know if he has as much good will as he's ever had, but like people like him a lot at the moment. And this seems like it would be a good, like, Okay, he's not winning, but like we we like him and he's nominated. That's why he's at four. Who's your four?
1: Well, do you want to know my five? <laughs> I thought your five was uh, Jackman. That's my oh, six. Yeah. Your five. Oh, you're right, you're right. Okay, do your five and four. Sorry. <laughs> um, do you want to just you want to do your five first, or do you? Want, how do you Jackman you want was just... my five. Okay, I, I meant your like five through one, but I'll I'll kick in. No, we we go. Uh, Yeah, either. Way. Colin Firth for Empire of Light is my five, mm. and I have Bill Nye for Living at Four. Okay, and we talked about Bill Nighy
0: a little yeah. bit. Yeah, um, yeah. Colin Firth is is the same thing I said with Olivia Coleman. Like,
1: yeah.
0: Once we know what that movie is about, like these are good actors.
1: That's who... why I put them in. I have them yeah. both in uh, because of that. You know, veteran good actors with what sounds very. Uh, you mentioned it earlier a little bit, like uh, Oscar Bade, if you wanted to call it that, but very, you know, it's a love story centered around a cinema. Like that's
0: totally and like, fantastic. The- I, I got burned last year by not believing in Belfast until later. Same. Until later.
1: So <laughs> same like, until you. I'm,
0: I'm happy to jump early. Because, yeah, Belfast, I, I remember reading the, like, press release of, like, oh, they dated it for, like, like November or it, it was I don't know if it was the same date it kept, but, like, it was, like, I don't know if that's an awards or they think they're going to get make money, but, like, oh, Kenneth Branagh, I'm making, like, a personal project with, like, a pretty solid but kind of dry cast to me. Like, wow, what a white movie you're making. And then you see it and you're like, no, no, this is a beautiful movie. But, you know, if you know nothing about it, you just hear like, okay, there's a movie Kenneth Branagh directed with Jamie Dornan, Katrina Balfe, Kieran Hines, and uh, Judi Dench. You're like, yeah, it's probably fine. Like, I don't know if it's up my alley, but like, sounds fine. So you yeah. never know. Um, we're up to three, right? Uh, my yep. three is Jesse Plemons, Killers yeah. of the Flower Moon, yep. coming off that uh, that... Somewhat surprise nomination, I guess. Surprise nomination. Yeah, it was a surprise nomination. Um, yeah. yeah, clearly the academy likes him. He's getting a bigger role, if not the lead. It sounds like closer to the lead. I think. He, yeah, I don't know how like much to... the FBI is going to be involved. Is the thing? Yeah. You know, are are they kind of on the periphery, or is this truly a uh, procedural in that way? If it is, he definitely should be in play.
1: Yeah, it sounds it sounds like Clemens is probably more the lead, but Leo's character is probably the more. uh, like Oscar-y type role.
0: Yeah, I don't think it's that's like the vibe mystery. I've
1: gotten too. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. doesn't
0: sound like a mystery. I think we're gonna be watching yeah. DiCaprio and and De Niro basically like systematically exterminating Native Americans
1: while
0: Clemens is kind of like what's going on. Yeah, like <laughs> right. like this is it is wild that this is a movie we think is gonna be an yeah. Oscar buyer because it's gonna be.
1: Well, <laughs> oh, I'm sure they're the I'm sure they're the bad guys. Let's just say. I that. mean,
2: Well. <laughs>
1: Hopefully,
2: uh, I mean, I mean listen, unfortunately, could, the internet might suggest otherwise. Yeah,
1: Martin Scorsese
2: finally reunites his, t- or finally unites his two muses to play yeah. the worst people you've ever seen. Right,
1: yeah, and that's that's what I mean. Anton Chigurh and there've been, you know, been a lot of good bad guys in the Hans Landa. You know, yeah. I mean, won. this is
0: this is like the, if I recall, like kind of the start of the FBI. Like this is oh, the yeah, okay. breakthrough. Uh, I wonder, do we know who's playing Hoover?
1: uh yes was it toby jones or something no maybe not okay
0: so it's such Uh, no i don't
1: think that's right
0: or is that um
1: i think that's another three ones
0: uh
1: my three is coleman domingo who you talked about for rustin uh hoping he gets in and you know like you said there was a lot of love for him on uh solo last year and while i wasn't a huge fan of that movie he's also terrific in uh euphoria which i'm a big fan of and Mm -hmm. hopefully hopefully that keeps him in the conversation
0: I don't see someone listed. I was checking to see because I know um, John Lithgow's in the movie.
2: Ooh. Oh, I could he's see about, him as know. Hoover. Yeah, yeah he's very much a so.
0: leeward, apparently, which means nothing to me. But we don't know leeward. what that means. I mean, Brendan Fraser's also in this movie, by the way. Which Prosecutor... does not hurt.
1: Who is? Um, Who'd you say?
0: Fraser. Brendan Fraser. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, I think he's also a villain. Is I, I right? believe basically everyone who's white who is on that reservation is a villain in this movie.
1: That would make like, sense. That would yeah. make sense, yeah. Because, or well, or I, I they're a prosecutor.
0: Reading, well, maybe. I think <laughs> I remember reading a little bit about this years ago when it was, like, yeah. one of several projects in in the running for Scorsese to make. And it sounds yeah. like, I think, there there's either oil or gold. There's, like, there's money somewhere. Like, this, the, these people have Yeah, money. it's oil. It's oil yeah. is what they can And basically, they, they just decide, let's, well, you know, it'd be a lot easier to kill them than to, like, negotiate
2: or buy it yeah
1: the plot line involved i mean the only person's name mentioned in the plot line at least on imdb is j edgar hoover so he's got to be in there somewhere i don't know who it is that it doesn't look see, like it's I, I, yeah cast.
0: i'm looking and i don't see anyone cast
1: for it um yeah. which means nothing could we they change know. could they have something like jesse plemons as tom white and that's just like a, um, a, 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 a you know a fake Maybe. name that they've cast him as, and he's really you know. I don't know if they ever do that. They do that with movie name title, like working titles. It, yeah. Did you have a working I mean, character name?
0: <laughs> I would I not know. be shocked. It I don't know why you would. That. It would be a be little silly. bit of a hacky twist for it to be like, and he turned out to be Jane, right? right. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, but that. you never know. I'm 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 pulling up the book again to be like, please tell me that there's someone named Tom White. And this is not something that's happening. I mean, William Hale. Like, some of the names are accurate. Um, the lead FBI agent, Tom White. I mean, I don't know. We'll see. Um, I hope it's not that, but time will tell. Um, who's your number two? Because my number two is a is a long shot.
1: Brendan Fraser for the whale.
0: Mm, you might hear my name. You might yeah, hear him I figure he's early.
1: your number one.
0: <laughs> yeah. My number two is Bradley Cooper for Maestro.
1: Okay.
0: I, I might be a year early. Yeah. But. It really does feel like if if that movie's good it's kind of just picking up where A Star is Born was for him with the buzz and with the acclaim and we saw he's a hell of a director and we know he can he can at least fake it on the piano you know so there there's a lot there I I I'll say, I said what I said about like you know it's possible that it's ready late in the game. It's also possible it's not ready. It's also possible it's not ultimately good. So like there's a lot of, lot of different aspects to this one. And before um, Mark gives his number one, I'll give my number one so we can talk about what we just said, which is Brendan Fraser the whale. Um, Story wise, like God, does this one make a lot of sense?
1: Yeah, big um, comeback.
0: Obviously, Aronofsky is. I don't want to say divisive because not everything he makes is divisive, but, like, you don't assume that a prestige picture made by him is a full-on prestige picture. Um,
2: but Well, case in point, s- one of his biggest Oscar successes was for Black Swan, which is exactly. possibly the trashiest movie he's made, and I mean that in the most loving way possible. Oh, yeah, the fact that he made that movie that way and it was acclaimed was,
0: was delightful. Um, whereas... You know this. This seems like it calls for a off to touch. Like Miles, you've seen the play, so you have the best idea of the three of us. Like, what what would you compare it to?
2: Well, I think if, if it is, um, it would have to be Aronofsky in like the wrestler mode because it is very
1: character driven. I mean, that's as, exactly who I would compare what it looks like is is the wrestler with Mickey Rourke.
2: Where it's, I mean, yeah, the uh, because the whole idea is it's a man who's like. 600 pounds and he's eating himself to death so by virtue of how the character is set up it all has to take place in his house uh Mm -hmm. which we've seen you know worked pretty well for anthony hopkins and the father um you know you can do a limited location and i i'm sure if he's attracted to the source to the source material he's got some sort of trick up his sleeve for how he's going to make that cinematic because like on stage the character basically like has the one like sofa he's on and he doesn't really move from that sofa like here and there very briefly but like like he's sitting for like the vast majority of it so i i have full faith that fraser is going to be a contender of it's out this year i mean you had him pretty high up on your predictions from last year too if i remember correctly yeah. joey
0: Oh yeah, I think most people. I think he's kind of one of the popular number ones. You advance. Yeah,
2: I would think. Uh, And because you got, you gotta love that narrative. You gotta love that comeback narrative for him. Yeah,
1: I think I've seen a lot of Brendan Fraser and Hugh Jackman are like the two that I see the most at the top. I think so. Well, who's your? But I have neither of them at the top. Um, I mentioned earlier, I I have kind of like overdue or whatever. So um, I don't know that he's overdue, but he's due. And it's Adam Driver for White Noise. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think he, he, he probably earned it for the last time he paired with Noah Baumbach for Marriage Story. So uh, we'll see. There's the subject matter seems very up the canby's Alley, and he's. I mean, we always certainly would have
0: been upset if he won.
1: Right.
2: I mean, or he,
1: he was, was my winner. Damn it! Oh, he was um, my choice
2: that year, definitely. Yeah, mine too. What year was that? I want to have. My nineteen. Name. That was twenty
1: nineteen.
0: was uh, that was Phoenix, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, he could have waited another year. Yeah, I just want to. I want to. They should have um, given the Phoenix for Come On, Come On, or like the he, Master. I mean, he, he was my he was my pick the for Come On, The better on one, one for that one. Well, yeah. yeah, I mean, there's there's ten you can give it to him for. But
0: since we didn't do any questions and we're about to wrap up with picture, quickly, how would you have ranked those five? So what again, five? Um, <laughs> the five that and the actor that year. You had Antonio Banderas, Adam Driver, Leonardo DiCaprio, Jonathan Price, Joaquin Phoenix.
1: Uh, but I didn't see Banderas' this film, so I'll put him five, without knowing really what to do there.
0: Guessing you're not catching up on Pain and Glory by now.
1: No, no, I'm not
0: gonna. You're already um, you're already an Abedover behind.
1: Yeah, I'm good with
0: that. Yeah.
1: I guess I guess I'd go Price four, Leo three, Phoenix two, Driver one.
2: All right, Miles. I. F- uh, Leo was for uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, right? Yeah. Yes.
0: A movie you have uh, uh, yeah, strong feelings
2: on. I, I don't love it, but I think he's good in it. Yeah, um, good. I would probably do the exact same that Mark did. I mean, the big one to me is I think Driver should have won. Yeah, me too. Fair.
0: I, uh, I mean, Adam Sandler also could have won.
2: but uh, oh, Although, I, yeah, actually, absolutely. I would put uh, Banderas higher because he is pretty great in that. I think.
0: I, I, prob- I put Banderas.
2: Five. Yeah, I put Banderas above Phoenix for sure. I might even put Leo above Phoenix.
0: I wow. think I think Banderas and Phoenix are my four and five, and it just depends on my day. Because like, I-, I can't deny that Phoenix isn't great in Joker, but I-, I-, yeah. I-, I have
2: such... It's it's tough to divorce how I feel about the performance from how I feel about the movie. Which is, yeah, like I-, I think it is a good performance trapped in a very misguided mo- movie
0: like i know i'm supposed to need a shower watching it but the fact that it makes me need a shower is is it gives me pause like i remember seeing it i was with um a friend at the time and we saw it at the warner brothers screening room which is in um hudson yards in manhattan for those of you who know where that is that's the mark you may not know where that is but you might know remember years ago they were going to make a jet stadium in manhattan it was like but, um, of that. That's it was crazy. Gonna be yeah. On on yeah, they was gonna be on the West Side Rail Yards, which became the Hudson Yards, um, which is now like a big fancy shopping thing. And like Warner Brothers put its uh, it's like that. Yeah, they were just like you can't commute. How are you gonna How are you gonna tailgate and stuff like that? It was, it ended up failing. But it would've been kind of cool to have like the only like basically mass transit stadium, because like even, aside from like Madison Square Garden. But it didn't happen. In any event, saw the movie and like we proceeded to walk. From basically Midtown slash the West Side down to the Lower East Side, like for an hour, because we were just like, we need a walk, and like she's like, I need a drink. Like that movie, when you see it the first time, you're just like, oh, I feel dirty. Um, and then I think I would have Price three, Driver two, DiCaprio one, but ask me another day, and I might change. because yeah. um, I've revisited once a upon a time in Hollywood. More recently than Marriage
1: Story. That was your that was your number one if I remember, no? No. No. Okay. No, it was blinded by yeah. the light. It, oh Jesus. See how bad it my was, memory is? It was oh, no terrific.
0: It, so um it was number four because it was blinded by the light, peanut butter falcon.
1: Oh my god, you had peanut butter fucking higher than I did. Yeah. That's my one bullshit. And two were the ones that Oscar <laughs> didn't care for. That and is, then my three I was, was the parasite. biggest goddamn fan of that movie and you you outdid me. That's no, crazy. I
0: beat you. I beat you to the point Damn where it. I was listening to them, you know, the directors, on a different podcast and they mentioned my review. Uh, fuck <laughs> um, you. No, but like, it, in a did, funny but way... But did one of the mean,
1: directors call you?
0: I mean, like, not that director. Okay. But, <laughs> remind me, I will tell you stories about that. Um, <laughs> I know. Well, no, they where were the talking hell about have they gone?
1: It. I need them to come back.
0: Yeah, no, I love when, when they... Uh, when when they have your personal information, to get the ominous, like, do you have a minute? <laughs> Like, I you know,
1: know that's. He messaged me on Twitter. And he's like, "Do you have a second for me to call you?" I'm like, "Sure." <laughs> yeah. I'm like I'm at I'm at work in Allstate and getting getting a phone call from him. Right right of going, yourself, what you'll the hell's happening? Insurance.
0: Exactly. <laughs> um, I think it came out like right. My re- it had to have come out close to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood because I remember they mentioned that my review was like, "Well, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is." It, it, it mentioned it some way the two films, and they were like, "Well, yeah, of course, like." Tarantino is a better filmmaker than I, I was like, that's not what I meant. I swear. Even though they were just being like, it's, you know, you don't understand how like blown away we are that like a review is mentioning us in the same breath, Um, which I thought was pretty like cool. They seem like great people. I want that show they're making with um Caitlin Deaver to like come out.
1: Yeah. Oh my God. That'd or like great. anything they want to do. Is yeah. it, is
0: Margaret Robbie in their show also?
1: Uh, I don't know. I honestly don't know that much about it
0: i mean I, I remember they signed on to make something and then i don't know what happened with it
1: yeah. um
0: and i i hope something else comes out soon because Jeez. i would like to see it apparently lord and miller are producing their next thing
1: oh cool that's a good uh combo
0: yeah that's I mean, exciting
1: yeah i like that
0: yeah all right let's wrap up with picture because Miles yeah. can only feign interest for so much. Longer, I know. I'm seriously, and I'm going to turn like,
1: into a pumpkin in like two exactly. minutes. Exactly. So you have so. how
0: many films? Just the ten, right? I
1: mean, you, I I am fifty seven ranked, but let's let's do like fifteen or something.
0: All right. Yeah. Well, let me look at my list and see where it starts being silly.
1: Um, it stops being silly for me at about thirty six ish, and then the rest are just actually it probably stops being silly at like number one.
0: Yeah, uh, as, I mean, that's as,
1: as Miles would agree, uh, but oh, yeah, no, the <laughs> yeah.
0: fact that like, you know, 38 is Black Panther Wakanda forever. You're like, sure, maybe we don't yeah. know. Um, but yeah, let's 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 skip ahead. I'll just summarize like 29. I have Knives Out to like, you know, have fun with that one. But like, you know, uh, 27, I have everything everywhere all at once. Like maybe 26 is the, the genie fucking movie. Uh, I just like calling it that. Now. Nope is 22. Here, 20 is Till, the Emma Till movie. Um, 19 is uh, I Want to Dance with Someone, Whitney Houston's movie. 18 is Batman. I mean, who knows? 17, Avatar 2. 16, Women Talking. Killer, The Killer, 15. Shirley, 14. Woman King, 13. Maestro, 12. Empire of Light, 11. All right. Now we can do, uh, you want to just do your top 10?
1: Yeah, let's do 10. Yeah, go for it. Um, at 10, I have Bones and All. Nine, Poor Things. Eight, Women Talking. Seven Empire of Light, six White Noise, five She Said, four Untitled David O. Russell Project, three Babylon, two Killers of the Flower Moon, and number one The Fabelmans.
3: All right. I think we will have some
0: crossovers. So I because like if it careful.
1: didn't work for Koron or uh, Brando, it'll certainly work for Spielberg. All right,
0: I mean. <laughs> I mean,
3: uh, yeah, fool me we're once, certainly, you're
0: not wrong <laughs> We have flawed logic But we're also just like, but But, um, but also just nothing else Screams clearly that pick right now um, Number 10, I have the sun Number 9, I have Armageddon time Number 8, I have the whale Number 7, I have white noise Number 6, I have poor things Number 5, I have Canterbury glass slash untitled David O. Russell movie slash whatever it's called right. Or I have Babylon Three, I have Killers of the Flower Moon. Two, I have She Said, and one, I have the Fablemans. Wow, we had um, So we're basically seven. predicting a very dark, upsetting yeah. best picture lineup.
1: We had seven um, of the same. That's that's crazy
0: high. Yeah, I think I think uh I think to some degree it's the fact that we just there's nothing on any of these. Um so you just, you, you're going on buzz and you're going on rep and you're going on, on gut feelings. I mean, it, it, the problem is, it's not a problem. And then we'll wrap up because everyone's tired. Um, Sundance didn't give us like a clear like one or two movies. And last year we had Coda and Mass. And just like you got a sense out of Sundance of like, oh, it's possible that like there's some movies here. And part of it was also we weren't back to normal yet. So like we were willing to look elsewhere, but you know the things from this year are not going to like fresh is not going to translate. No, into, but cha-cha
1: real smooth. It sounds like cha-cha real smooth. could.
0: I think it's going to come up short. I think, I think yeah. he might have a shot at a screenplay. Okay. I think it could uh, be a cool, like welcome to the club. It's a delightful movie though. You'll
1: like it. Yeah. That and, uh, living are the two that I have that are somewhat, they're in the top 20 for me that are
0: sure that were there. Um, Cole Jane could have been that, but it's okay. kind of, kind of plain Jane. Um, uh, and oddly like, uh, too like jaunty of a movie about like the abortion movement um so like maybe that's better for it but i didn't think so all right let's wrap up miles uh say where you can be followed and uh palate cleanser because i know you hate this like throw out this is some this is, i'm not
2: gonna that. lie this has been <laughs> fucking miserable for me oh my god <laughs> You, like, uh, down, sorry, maybe. man. Uh, uh, <laughs> like, I, I know that's why you did it, too. I know, like, I could have <laughs> skipped this episode, but I knew Joey wanted me to be here, so every 10 to 20 minutes, I could just be uh, like, no. That's awful.
0: Listen, there's a segment of the audience who feels the same way, so they oh, need no.
1: to represent Great. it. Big time.
0: Listen, this can be part of the, when we when we finish the game we're working on, like, there could be some sort of penalty box where you just have to listen to you year in advance
2: anyway sorry what did you want me to do as a palate cleanser
0: i mean talk about talk about one of the movies you love this year because i know you uh are not tired of talking about them
2: that's true uh all right well you can find me on both twitter and letterboxd at miles on film that's m-y-l-e-s on film you can check out my writing on both awards radar and looper Uh, you can check out my short films, Once Upon a Dracula and American Exorcist. They are both on YouTube under Chase Capo and Aftershock Pictures, respectively. Um, yeah, I mean, I've had such a fucking great run of movies lately, like The Batman, Triple R, Everything Everywhere All at Once, and The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent are, like, four of my new favorite movies, like, period, and they've all come out within, like, the space of less than two months, I li- like, we're talking about all these, like, artsy-fartsy prestige films. I don't know how a single fucking one of them is going to compete with uh, Spring's output. So, uh, you know, best of luck. Um, but I want to start the campaign now. Everything Everywhere All at Once should not be forgotten when the nominations come around. I'm going to probably get around to it this week, finally.
1: Um, uh, it's, it's, hey, listen, hang in there, because it takes a minute to build, and it, yeah. and it's a crazy world. But man, that last third pays off oh so God. well. Well, that's the, uh, that's the thing. So at yeah. the
0: time um, when the invite came in, I was up at the my now ex-girlfriend's lake house and it was driving home a day early, which didn't seem super like a great thing to do. Or it was like a 10 a.m. screening. And I was like, I know enough to know this movie will not work well without proper sleep. Um, and then it just didn't, you know, Things kind of fell apart for a little bit for me. Um, and uh, I actually, I have a, not to brag, but I have an offer from A24 of just like, tell us when you want to see it. We'll figure it out. So like, I think we want to do some, I think we want to do some interviews. So yeah, I once I, I know I have a day to like commit to it, I'll let them know. Cause I do want to see it. Like, I'm not going to ignore this movie, but I am glad that it's getting the buzz. Cause I was, I was kind of worried that it was going to, be good but not great, and I would just have no impetus to like go out of my way. And, uh, and I hate when a movie just kind of falls through the cracks like that, so I'm glad it's not. Mark, say where you can be followed, promote yourself, and then what's your favorite movie of the, of the year?
1: Okay, well, you can follow my work at uh, Awards Daily with Sasha Stone, and you can follow me on Twitter and letterboxed at Mark Likes Movies. Um, and the movie I've most enjoyed so far by 20 miles is everything everywhere all at once. It probably would have been my number two or three film of last year. Uh, if I put it with that group. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't, I wouldn't cross Belfast with it, but it's, it's right there with power of the dog and Dune for me.
0: Nice. Um, and you can find me at Joey Maggotson Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, letterboxd, all that stuff, awards radars on several platforms. Um, yeah. The Nick Cage movie, uh, is still my favorite of the is now my favorite of the year so far. Miles last week expressed dismay that previously it was the Atom Project, but
2: well, I don't know about dismay. I think you just took me off guard. <laughs> well, yeah, I that movie
0: hit me at, at just the right moment. Um, so yeah, it's, it's
2: like I if you if last year you said that Free Guy was your favorite movie of the year, I'd just be like, really?
0: I mean, in really it might have been, but you know, um,
2: yeah, we will uh, back with a
0: uh, normal episode normal-ish, whatever, next, next week. And uh, soon we're going to have our game. We're going to get to work on that soon. So look forward to that. And uh, yeah, we'll talk about once everyone sees the Northmen and when uh, Steve gets around to massive talent. And then by, uh, by then I'll have seen Doctor Strange. So that'll be the next thing we talk about. So we've got plenty to do. In the meantime, we uh, thank you for listening. Stay safe out there. Mark can go to sleep now. And uh, we will see you at the movies. Take care,
2: everyone. Bye, everybody.